You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. And in today's episode, I am going to be talking about Moonbirds, Moonbird Oddities, um, Proof Collective, and the CC0 license. Is it a good or a bad thing that Proof Collectives decided to give their Moonbirds and Moonbirds Oddity um, the art? Uh, in their project, a CC0 license, giving it to the public domain. We're going to um, dive right into it because a lot has been said um, on social media um, from holders and non-holders or like. So, yeah, the debate in the NFT circle right now is the project Moonbirds and the CC0 license. The founder of Proof Collective and Moonbirds, Kevin Rose, recently made an announcement that all Moonbirds and Moonbirds oddities will now carry the CC0 license. All right, what does CC0 mean? CC0 means public domain. No one owns the art. Everybody have at it. Um, That's putting it in the simpler terms. (laughs) So yeah, if you're not familiar with the CC0 license, I have done an episode. um, I'm not sure if it was episode three, four, earlier on in the life of the podcast about CC0. And I find it so funny how it's popping up again. And I feel like, you know what? These people don't listen to my podcast. That's why we're here. <laughs> All right. But for real. Um, so again, like I said, it simply means the art in terms of what Proof and Moonbirds is, the art attached to the NFT called Moonbirds will now be public domain. Does it mean um, the public can use the word Moonbirds or use the trademark Moonbirds? No, it's just the art. The art has been given to the public. Now, I can understand why some holders would be um, angry because I have seen that frustrated. I have seen that sad. I have seen that. But we're going to talk about that um, in a second. Ah. (laughs) And I feel like I need water just to talk about this. Well, Moonbirds, if you don't know, because um, I know my listeners vary from artists to people interested in crypto to people that are um, familiar with PFP projects. So if you're very familiar with PFP projects, chances are you know what Moonbirds is because there was a huge um, hype and FOMO around it a couple of months back on April. And if you don't, um, well, I'm going to give you all the tea. Ooh, the cup ready. Yeah. So Moonbirds is one of the most talked about NFT PFP projects. It saw investors, and when I say investors, that's me you people that purchase NFTs um, with their hard-earned money, <laughs> buying Moonbirds up to upwards 30 ETH. And don't quote me, I, I feel like I saw like a 100 ETH purchase or maybe it was just a listing for 100 ETH, but I'm pretty sure I did see upwards 30 ETH or more. And it also saw a lot of people wishing they could get one, um, even if it's just a flip. <laughs> you know, if you see 30, you're like, oh, shit, I wish I had that so I could flip it. Or just to be a part of the 
community. And Moonbirds in Web3 is classified as blue chips. But keep in mind, again, I know some will disagree with me. And um, I say this a lot that, you know, um, I sometimes feel like my opinions <laughs> will get me canceled someday because I have opinions and I feel like everyone has an opinion and some are just bold enough to share their opinion. And um, for me personally, as long as I am being constructive and not destructive with my opinions, it should be all good. But you just never know um, these days with people, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so again, the term blue chip, for me, historically, blue chips really require um, years of consistency, like a proven track record that they can do this and they can consistently do this. If you want to talk blue chip, like in the soda business, we talk Coca-Cola. Um, if you want to talk blue chip in clothing, maybe Gucci. Um, even, I, I'll say, you know, brands that have just been there for a while and have a proven track record to deliver. So with NFTs, when I hear blue chip, it's like, okay, we've only been doing this a little over a year, um, close to two years. <laughs> How do we know it's blue chip? So in Web3, everything moves fast, by the way. So one year in Web3 years is like 10 years. Really, It's like Web3 is like dog years. <laughs> one Web3 years, one Web3 year is like seven years. All right. So, okay, let's assume we're doing Web3 years. I guess you could classify some of these things as um blue chip right but i still feel like you know um again time will tell so um the decision to make moonbirds um you know cc0 meaning given the art to the public domain before we dive into that let's first of all talk about proof collective and who they are so moonbirds is a product like i said launched by proof collective um, they have the pixelated image of an owl. I kind of like the art. It's nice and colorful. I'm attracted to colorful things. And Proof Collective itself is a 1,000-member collective dedicated to artists and collectors. I will say more collectors. I don't know if there are a lot of artists in Proof. Um, I can't speak on that. But I'm pretty sure there are a lot of collectors in Proof. I will liken that 1,000-member collective to admit one that I am a holder of and proud to be a holder of because I feel like we can really, really make a difference and build some things out in Web3. But that is a story for another day and I have a bias, so don't mind me. All right, so on their website, Proof Collective says, our members were early collectors of some of the most sought after NFT projects. So that means if you're a board ape holder, if you're a crypto punk holder, then you're in, you're part of the cool kids club, right? And they believe in groups, um, bottoms-up driven research. I'm not even exactly sure, sure what that means, but um, this is according to them. A collective working together is stronger than a single member. I believe that. So in April of this year, 2022, they released their 10,000 unit PFP project, which is now the members we're talking about. Um, and... Honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did FOMO as well. Like, oh, I want one. But, you know, again, human beings, we want something that everybody wants, right? Um, so what does Moonbird give the holder? The Moonbird give the holders private access to their community. And holders are also rewarded for nesting. So the longer you hold your Moonbirds, 
the additional benefits that you will receive. And then you get to be a part of this community that has obviously a lot of whales and um, people like to, you know, hang out with whales because whales have money. <laughs> All right, don't judge me for saying that. All right, so um, Moonbird's Oddities was another project that came from Proof Collective and it followed, I think, in July. And that also featured 10,000 units, but they were owl pellets. Um, again, they're called moonbird pellets, but they're owl pellets because the moonbirds are owls, right? They're not just, you know, it's not a hawk. <laughs> you know, it's not a cockatoo. Um, it's an owl. So they're owl pellets. And it reminds me of like this off topic. Like you remember when you were at elementary school and you had to do like the owl, owl pellet assignment and, you know, you get the owl pellet and you have to kind of pick it apart anyways, gross. But yeah. Um, so it's fun and it seems like you know again when you have a bunch of you know whales and um such in a community people want to be a part of it and they're proud to show off they oh i'm part of this look at me you know so and web3 is a lot <coughs> excuse me oh god see they're judging me and making me <laughs> recall <coughs> oh lordy all right web3 is a lot of that right it's like oh i have a board ape i have a and, I have a moon bird. I have this. It shows, you know, I have some sort of money, right? And we know how, you know, people look at people that have money. All right. So now Moonbirds changes their um, license to CCOs. Is this a good or a bad thing? So while I was doing my little research to, you know, write an article and obviously have this podcast, I went on their um, OpenSea and I was like, oh, it's so interesting to me that now I could just save these images and use them <laughs> and I don't really have to look at the own I just found that kind of funny um but that's by the way in terms of it being a good or a bad thing I think for the founders um it most likely is a good thing because they would not have come to that decision if it was not if it wasn't they wouldn't have come to the decision but um I am however curious how you know, they came to the decision, not pre-lunch, but after lunch, like <laughs> lunch or lunch, either way. <laughs> you know, how did they come up to the decision now? What changed? What happened? I wish I was like a fly on their wall to kind of listen in and go like, oh, so that's what they're talking about. Um, yeah, something must have triggered this decision. This decision did not come about, you know, just out of the blue. Something definitely triggered it. And um don't quote me. Okay, allegedly, Tony's alleging now. Um, something triggered it, right? Something made them sit and, you know, gather and say, oh, look, this is what we should do. So what is that something? We may never know. Um, or we may find out. Maybe they'll, you know, do something of spaces or come on the NFT Talk Show podcast and talk about it and let us know why. Why this decision after the launch of your project? Why not before? Now, for the holders um, of the token, aka the community, I saw that a lot of the opinions were divided. I read different opinions and saw different emotions. Um, some were fine with it because guess what? They're all about the art. They don't really care about licensing or, you know, all that other stuff that some do care about. And they just want to be a part of the community. This is just their token into the community so darn the other stuff and you will see that you will see different people do different things for different reasons in web3 even if 
they are in the same project. Everybody's goals in that project will be different. Um, so that's fine. You know, that's perfectly normal. Nothing weird about it at all. All right. So, and then, you know, saw so the people that were angry, like, why did, how dare you? This is my art and it's not yours to give away. Um, and somebody kind of stood out for me um, where he said that shortly after the announcement, he had lost a six figure licensing deal that he had been working on for a while. So you will start hearing more of these types of stories because, you know, once it is public domain, then the licensing is up the table, right? Once it's CC zero licensing of the table, because guess what? Anybody can use the art without any um, repercussion. The reason you license something is because it's it belongs to somebody and you need their permission to use it. And that's why a big company, let's say Disney or um, Marvel wanted to use a Moonbird, they would need to reach out to the owner of the art, which is the token holder and say, oh, well, we love your Moonbird. It's pretty dope. And it has like a little fiery head. And I think we want to use this in our next comic or in our next movie or whatnot, or the image of it, the likeness of it. And then you, the token holder goes, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to keep my Moonbird now because I'm making so much money and I don't even have to sell the darn thing. All right. So now that's off the table licensing is off the table what is on the table is you still hold your token and if this all goes well then your token will be more valuable and while you're holding your token any perks that come with holding the token um, will still come to you and it does not stop you from using the art but just keep in mind other people can use the art too so if you want to have a you know clothing line but hey look look at the bright side you can use your art and other holders art <laughs> if you want to do like a, if you were planning to do a shoe line with just yours now you have ten thousand to choose from you know um so yeah so he said um you know he lost this licensing deal and I, I i get it you know i get it um but it brings me to the question with PFP projects, what is most important? Because even with the fact that he lost the licensing deal, he was still sounding pretty optimistic about the community, which indicates that he's staying in the community. So there's more to it than just the art for him, even though he would have still liked to make money from the art, right? Um, he's still going to stay. Now, for me, I'm like, okay, what about PFP projects is most important. Is it the community? I think it's the community, to be honest. Like, I've, I mean, I, I know a lot of board aid holders. I see what it is and it's just that. They have like a sense of community. Um, is it the utility? Um, I think utility probably comes next. Is it the art? Some say it's the art, um, but you know, the art's fine, it's pixelated and a pixelated owl, you know? So it's not like, it's not, I don't think um, they just paid, you know, 30 ETH just for the art. I think it's the community and everything else that comes with owning um, the token and saying I have a moonbird. But don't quote me. Um, again, you know, I said I have, um, have opinions and these are my opinions. Um, so now, will the decision to CC0 affect Moonbirds in the long run? So 
um, after the announcement was made, we did see a drop in the floor price, right? Of the Moonbirds project. This is normal because the NFT space is just like that. See, <laughs> here they go again. <laughs> like if I say something. <laughs> Gosh, all right. Um, the NFT space is like that. <laughs> Somebody's out there chatting, don't talk about loopers, don't talk about loopers, you're gonna cough every time you do. Okay, um, the NFT space is like that, where, you know, when a news breaks that, oh, maybe something bad might happen, or maybe people are gonna dump, then people start selling. Or if a news breaks, like, oh, something good might be happening, people start buying. In this case, I don't really honestly think it's super much of a big deal because they have 10,000 and out of the 10,000, I don't think it's up to 200 that's listed. That's a very low amount of listed NFTs. Um, so the floor price, I think it's going to be temporary right now. It's a bear market. So gauging things is also a little bit tricky um, because during the bear market, a lot of the floor prices have dropped from, you know, when everybody was like, boom, shaka shaka, boom, <laughs> we're all rich. <laughs> Tony, stop. All right. Um, so, but I think, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to get stuck with this bag. If it's going to be a bad thing, then I'm out. Right. But these are people that, you know, are just watching, not people that are really invested in the community. Right. If you're really invested in the community, chances are you're not selling your um, PFP. You're going to stay within the community because you get other things from it. Right. Um, and again, this, you know, if the Floor price goes down. It gives other people that have been watching like, oh, darn, I have 29.9 ETH. I need 0 .1, <laughs> 0.1 ETH more to get in. And then boom, floor drops to 20 ETH and you have change. <laughs> I, and this will give those people a chance to get in. The good thing is when they get in, they're getting in knowing what the deal is, right? So it's not like, oh, wait, I didn't know. Um, you know, the announcement has been made. Now, I'll still get back to their website and why it has not been updated on their website. But um, how will this affect the project moving forward? I feel like time will tell. You know, with Web3, you just never know, right? There's a reason a lot of people are called DGENs in Web, because you just never know. You can say, oh, it's going to go this way, and then boom, something, it goes the exact opposite. Or you can say, oh, it's going to be wonderful kumbaya and then the exact opposite happens so i do not want to say this is what's going to happen but one thing i do know is that if the founders are able to do something spectacular to pacify the holders things will go back to being all good because at the end of the day a lot of this is based on you know my money is in here and i don't want my bags being messed with right I've had a situation where um, I bought into an NFT project and the founder did something really ridiculous and it tanked the full price. And, and the project is pretty much dead. So it affected me. So I think a lot of um, a lot of holders think about that. But in this case, Kevin has a good track record, um, I guess, for business. So he has people, well, he has holders that trust him. You know, so I don't see I don't see a lot of like floor dumping, like massive floor dumping happening anytime soon. I think people are still going to hold on to their um, PFPs or their tokens. But the, again, opinion. Um, so one thing I will say about holders of valuable projects is that most are loyal, like loyal, like and most will be patient enough or trusting the founder enough 
to not sell. It is what it is. <laughs> if you've been in Web3 and, you know, NFT circles long enough, this is a proven fact. This is not even my opinion at this point. This is not hearsay. I have seen this play out over and over again. And recently, I remember with Azuki, you know, the project Azuki, cool art, um, little anime. Um, the founder had, you know, come out and said, I did this. I had a project I rugged and yada, yada, yada. And I saw holders defend, I mean, some sold their Azuki's, but most, a lot of the holders were defending it. You know, like, well, you people are chance. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know. Um, so one thing I do know is that loyalty, good or bad, can sometimes be favorable to a project. And with a project like Moonbirds, especially a valuable project like Moonbirds, where the floor price is so high, I think that loyalty is still going to be there. So now you're wondering, what was Moonbird's license before this whole CC0 thing? So I believe the uproar on why this is a conversation and why I am here on this wonderful day talking about this, <laughs> because it is relevant to NFTs and it's just relevant to Web3 space um, as we know it and the future, right? Because a lot of the things we're doing now will play a role or define a lot of things that happen in the future. And um, I believe the uproar is, you know, by Moonbird's changing the license comes from the fact that, you know, when the project initially started, the IP rights were given to the holder. You do what you wish. Oh, this is your, similar to what Board 8 did, right? And again, this is why I say, you know, a lot of these projects that do things once they're successful, people look up to them. And a lot of people do look up to the Board 8 Yacht Club because I've seen people model themselves or their rights after what the board apes did. We saw um, Yuga buy CryptoPunks because of IP rights, you know, because CryptoPunks, they weren't trying to give up um, rights. They were just doing anything really. And they bought them and gave the IP rights to the owner. So you see how much of a big deal IP rights is becoming in Web3 and why it's going to be a topic of discussion a lot times, a lot of times over and why you're probably, this is probably not going to be the last time you're going to hear about IP rights. CC0 on this podcast. Um, you know, like I said, individual holders were giving rights to just a wish. I'm sure some would think, oh, okay, I'm going to pay 20 ETH for this and then I'm just going to open a Moonbird restaurant, right? And Moonbird this and Moonbird that, which they still can. But guess what? I can open, a, I probably can't call it Moonbirds, but I can use the image of the Moonbird. So, uh, it gets a little tricky, right? I can't say Moonbird's restaurant. I can, you know, and I can't say Moonbird number 555 restaurant, but the holder can, but I can use the image. So it reminds me of Prince. Remember when Prince changed his um, name to the symbol? And once you saw that symbol, you knew it was Prince. That could play, be um, a factor. Um, so how were they able to change the rights to CC0 without consulting the holders? Okay. <laughs> when Moonbird's job, like I said again, um, individual IP was given to the holders um, of the token. But here is the thing: when we mint, and I'm guilty of this too, so I'm not even going to be a hypocrite and judge anybody. Um, a lot of times, when you see a project for various reasons, oh, I like this project. How many people actually sit down and start reading the terms? Right? A lot of us probably don't. Um, and I, like I said, I'm really guilty of this. 
few times I have, I remember when um, A Prime dropped, I did sit down and read the terms because I wanted to know what the heck I could do with my um, A Prime. Um, but most times, especially if I resonate with the, or I just want to be a part of the community, I have no other plans, which brings me to the fact that a lot of my NFTs that I have now, I am planning to build out a store with my IP because they're there. Why not? So a lot of the NFTs that I do hold right now, I'm planning to do something with the IP. But for the most part, most people don't read or mint and then after the fact, um, like women tried did, then they say, oh, we're just going to give you, I know a few projects that actually have done that. Um, we're going to give the IP now because Board Ape has set a standard. So this situation right here now is also setting the standard. So we got to be careful how we approach it, right? Um, so like I was saying, um, you know, there was a clause in the terms. Yeah, you're given IP rights. However, proof reserves the right to modify with or without notice all the stuff you're reading here. And when you click mint, you are agreeing that proof can say tomorrow, hey, dudes, it's AC zero now. Well, they didn't say it like that, but you get what I mean. Um, now, do <laughs> does this matter? Does this, I think it does. It does if you have plans again, beyond the community, beyond um, the vibe. If you have plans to build out IP or, you know, license your art, then I think it does, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it does matter. Oh gosh, see, they're not letting me cough anymore or making me cough anymore. All right, so um, I'll say, you know, <clears throat> with PFP projects, the valuation of the art attached can be a bit tricky because a lot of the value comes from the community. What makes Bored Ape art special? It's because the Bored Ape is popular. Was Bored Ape popular because of the art? No, they were popular because they have a strong community and they have, the founders have managed to build a very solid brand and that's what makes them popular. Now, because it's a solid brand, you holding the art can now use the art as a byproduct of that popularity, right? And license it and make all this money off of it, have a board ape restaurant, um, board ape this, board ape that. Anyways, so <clears throat> because the artworks are attached to these tokens, the lines can get very blurred. And I've talked about this before. I've talked about this, I've written about this, about some separation. We need to learn with PFP projects. Sometimes it's two things you're getting. You're getting the art and you're getting the token. We need to learn to separate them. Compared to one of one art where when you buy a token, you're actually getting the art and the art is the utility and um, nothing more to you buying an art that the token says this is your proof of purchase. But with PFPs, you're getting the token that says here's what you get with it. If that makes any sense. Okay, it made sense to me. All right. So I think with PFPs, um, it's the token or the community that gives the art value. Whereas with one of one art, the art is what gives the token value. And um, <clears throat> one of the reasons, like I said before, art attached to the board AVR club, and I'm going to use them as an example again, because they're probably the best use case for IP um, that I have seen, period, in the space. Like, I don't know any other project that has used, made use of their IP as um, much as board AVR. Yacht Club 
holders have. And speaking of Gordy, I, I joked today and I said, wouldn't it be funny if Yuga Labs, they should do it, just, just so I could have a good laugh. If Yuga Labs came up today and goes, oh, hello, Board Ape Yacht Club holders, guess what? It's going to be CC0. Oh, oh my goodness, it will be a mess. It will be a mess. Like, I would not leave Twitter that day. Like, I will cancel all meetings, all appointments just to sit and <laughs> I will hop in their Discord just to read. And oh, geez. But I know that most likely will not happen because a lot of people have invested and a lot of people have licensed out their board aid. So, Chances of Yuga Lab saying, hey, Board Ape Yacht Club, all your um, art is now CC0 is very slim to none. But like I said, man, it's the wild, wild west in Web3. You just never, ever know. Um, I have a collector of mine. He's somebody that I kind of follow how he uses his IP. I pay attention a lot to him. Um, his name is Crypto Painter, and he's a board, he has a Board Ape, and he uses his Board Ape for like a lot of things. And um, recently he announced that he was um, starting a licensing company. And um, so there are cases like that, right? That just, you know, I think will define a lot of things moving forward in Web3 and what is valuable and what isn't. Um, <clears throat> so what could Proof um, have done differently in terms of, you know, giving out the CC0 license? Again, for me, I think I say you sh they could have consulted with Tony. My fees are very, very not high. <laughs> and I would have told them, <laughs> hey, maybe you should ask your holders. I believe this will still blow over. And some, if something, out, something great comes out of it and holders will be happy if something great comes out of it. However, I think all this could have been avoided. And how could it how could it have been avoided if they reached out to their holders and said, hey, look, this is what we're thinking. You're our community. Let's vote on it. Should we CC zero or not? And majority carries the vote. Or give people an option to CC zero. They're a particular um movement. But that I guess that would be a little complex because you don't know which one is CC zero and which one isn't. I'm still very very curious to know why they came to this decision. I don't think they just woke up and said, we're just going to CC there. No, I think something happened. I really think something happened. And I would love to hear um, what happened. Kevin Rose, I don't mind. You can talk to me on the podcast. <laughs> or a spokesperson at this point. <laughs> I'll take a spokesperson. All right. So um, another great way to avoid, you know, the drama that is happening at this moment is um, if they had just done this pre-mint, right? Nobody can say, oh, we didn't know. Oh, we didn't know that. No, you knew, or you just didn't check. If they had done this pre-mint and said, um, hey, it's CC0, yada, yada, yada. This is what it is. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't have been successful as they are now. Or maybe they would have been. You know, you just never know. Um, but I think that would really help. I think a lot of people are just feeling like they were not consulted and they paid money for this thing. So I'm going to give you a good analogy. Um, so imagine I go to Ferrari and I buy a Ferrari. I, me, me, I pay $100,000 for a Ferrari. Then Ferrari says, calls me and goes, hey, Tony, um, what's up? So um, this person's coming over to drive your Ferrari. And I'm like, wait, what? uh no 
I paid for this. This is mine. Oh, no. Well, didn't you read the clause? <laughs> it says even if you paid for it, anybody can use it. So that is one of the um, examples that I have <laughs> come up with in my beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. All right. <clears throat> so I think all will be good. You know, in Web3, we are quick to forget and quick to move on. But, but before we do that, I say that, you know, um, it is always a good idea to read the terms before you mint a PFP project, especially if you have plans to use the art outside of selling the token. So some people just buy NFTs to flip. Some people just want to be a part of the community. Some people have other plans for the art. So if you're somebody that has other plans or you think you might be somebody that has other plans for the art, like licensing, like IP and things like that, then it's good to read the terms. Okay, does this project give this? Do they do that? And if they don't state it clearly, ask, right? You need to ask. Don't just, you know, spend a ton of money and assume, oh, well, automatically you get, you know, the license. No, because again, if you're buying like photography NFTs, for instance, um, by law, general rule is if you buy a photography NFT or if you're buying a photo, um, the rights are reserved by the by the um, photographer, right? So you can't assume, well, because I bought the NFT or the art, then I own the art and I can do whatever I want with it. No, you can only resell the token or resell the art if it's a physical print. Um, or if the person now says, oh, you can have the rights, then it's a different case altogether. So you always have to be um, clear, uh-huh. Claire on what the terms are. And if you don't care about stuff like that, honestly, then, you know, it doesn't even really matter, right? But, you know, we're all learning. Um, this is going to be a teachable moment for a lot of people, even me. Like, it's a teachable moment for me. Um, a part of me is like, oh, no, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of CC0. I'm also a fan of CC0. See where, where that, I'm like the... I don't want to call it hypocrisy. I'm not a fan of it in terms of like, you know, if you're building now, you're starting now, you got to be careful. But I'm also a big fan because it, it does allow you to share art. But I'm definitely not a big fan of if somebody has paid, then you give it away as CC0 to public domain without their permission. Um, I don't think that's a very good idea. Always make sure your terms are very clear. Like some of my um, NFT art, I'll let you know in the description and this is going to include um have prints that are not related to the nft so you're not expecting something to end up being disciplined you want people to be happy with their transaction and i think a lot of people were happy with their transaction pre this announcement and i think a lot of people are still happy well um for the most part um but yes i hope this episode has been informative um, if it hasn't been informative, I hope you enjoyed the tea. <laughs> if your cup is not full as of this very second, clap for yourself. Yay. <laughs> All right. That is going to be it for today's episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. They tried me. They tried to make me cough through it. And we survived. We are here, my darling listeners. We made it. All right. So that will be it for today's episode. Um, do not forget to subscribe. Hey, Gabriel City. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to talk about that in another episode episode um she's a newest subscriber i absolutely love her and she is now in the nft space welcome 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 sister um yes 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 if you have not subscribed do not forget to subscribe what are you waiting for see if you had subscribed many many moons ago 
you would be aware of all the CC zero the issues and we wouldn't even, oh, we probably would be having this conversation. <laughs> All right. So um, I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.